thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And today, we're talking about butt. That's right, we're talking about (laughs) your butt. (laughs) Your butt and your boobs. That's really, I think that's really what it's about. (laughs) And face. And your nose and your face. And your face, yeah. So oh, and your uh, carbs, you know, ooh, carb muscles. Yeah, carbs. we could do carb muscles as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. chest, and chest. chests and backs and arms. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so it's all about enhancements, in body enhancements. Have you had a boob job? Have you? Or are you flirting with a boob job? <laughs> <laughs> so we thought that we would have a conversation about that because I, I'm going to start. Can I? Can I? Can I? Huh? Can I? Can I? Go, Go for it. <laughs> so I was watching yesterday, I just walked past the telly and I saw this woman in America. It was on one of those doctor shows and she wanted to, you know, enhance her booty. She wanted to be a bit more bootylicious. So she'd gone to this place that did these injections rather than a plastic surgeon that in, put in implants. And this, these, this place had guaranteed that these injections work and they enhance the butt or they enhance whatever area it was because they – it was like a kind of a filler. But what had actually happened is she'd been injected in five different places in her in her bum and the content of the injections had actually pooled instead of spreading. So it had pooled in one particular location and actually burnt massive big holes in her bum. So the picture that they showed was disgusting, but she had these oh. huge big holes that had been burnt into her bum. They would have been the size of, let's say, the diameter of perhaps a mandarin and then the depth, I don't know, (gasps) because they had them stuffed with gauze. Um, And there were five of them all around her bum and her hips and the doctors on the show were actually talking about what had gone severely wrong. And they were saying, you know, if you want to have any part of your body enhanced, go to a proper plastic surgeon and get implants, don't get... Um, injections that are full of fillers because they don't do the same job. And then um, two oh, weeks. Oh, God, it freaks me out. Oh, tell me about it. Two weeks earlier, I'd been watching a show on Foxtel and it was specifically on people who were obsessed with getting plastic surgery. And there was these three people. One was obsessed with looking like Barbie. So she actually did exercises to empty her brain. She did these exercises to make her an airhead because she really just wanted to be as plastic as she possibly could. So she had um, everything on her body was plastic. Everything was enhanced. Her hair was synthetic. Her boobs were enhanced. Her legs, her arms, her stomach, everything. She had something like 28 different surgeries just on her face to make her face look like Barbie and it looked nothing like Barbie. Then there was another fellow who had done his arms, his pecs, his calves, his stomach, his um, chest, uh, his face, and his aim was to look like Ken. And he looked nothing like (laughs) Ken. The man looked nothing like Ken. He looked like a very shiny version of the Italian mafia and very thin. 
And then there was another woman who wants to look like a cat. And there's one woman who's really quite, um, you know, mature that I think we've all probably seen. She's dubbed as the cat woman. But there's another woman and she is, what was she? She was 27. And she's doing everything to make herself look like her cat. So she's had whiskers implanted in her cheeks and she's had um, her eyes lifted. So Please she... tell me this isn't true. No, sweet pea. It's so true. It's frightening. Um, she's had her eyes lifted to look like a cat. She's had her hair pulled back off her face to make her forehead broader. Um, and she's made her body and her, well, she's had her back enhanced so that she gets a greater arch in her back. And she's obviously got the bigger bum and she wears this plug-in tail. Really, really. I mean, those are the extremes, extremes, extremes. Have you seen the guy who's had himself done up like a lizard? He's had his tongue split down the oh, middle. Kaza, what do you watch? Watch it. What are you doing <laughs> I, know, I know. It's tragic. It's tragic. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I know. I know. He's had his tongue split in half and so that his tongue moves like a lizard. And he's got all of these metal pieces implanted underneath the surface of his skin to make his skin look like a lizard so it's all nodulary. And it's all over his face and he's had his face all tattooed over on top of that to make it look make it scaly. Okay, I think I'm looking at the photo of that. I decided to go to <laughs> plastic surgery <laughs> images and I have I have him. I have the lizard uh, man. Actually it's is it a girl? Gosh. Oh, there's a girl? I, I don't, I, I, what I don't understand is that I understand if um, the plastic surgery, if something has gone wrong so you don't have, you have a cleft palate when you are born or, um, you know, you've been in a, a horrible accident or there's been um, a fire or I don't know, something like that, I, I understand it. Yeah. But to do the extremes that you're talking about, Karen, um, and I'm I'm asking you. Oh right. Um, or actually, I'm asking <laughs> both of you. Well, because I I don't I, I have no concept of of um, why we need to do this, and but but then you know I, I think okay, well I was given a good body. Um, I'm not unfortunate looking. <laughs> unfortunate looking. Bless I'm not unfortunate heart. looking. Um, I look. I was given a great. You've got great boobs. I got great. I do. Great and so butt, great legs. Oh, you're just one of those women that we all just look at and go, oh, clearly she's had work. And I want to be her when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I, I, I have, I, 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 I can't deny that there are people out there that that. Um, I know, I know, I have many friends that have had breast augmentation, many friends. And, but did it change them? I don't know. I don't know if it changed them as themselves or um, whether it was just what they did for themselves. Are, they, are we doing it for ourselves? Are we doing it for other people? Are we, why are we doing it? Well, they often, look, when, I, when we wrote our second book about face, it was all, we went to a couple of plastic surgeons and, and different cosmetic um, appearance doctors and it was fascinating actually so this one doctor in Auckland she said they usually ask two questions if you're thinking of surgery or wanting surgery they'll ask you two questions and and the first question is first of all is to actually see that what you're asking for is possible so like what you're saying Kaz at the beginning you know I want to look like Barbie Mm -hmm. I mean is it really possible 
Um, and, and of course, there's a lot of you know some people want. I, I, I've known people. Well, look at Michael Jackson had plastic surgery to look like his idol, Diane. Um, Donna Donna Ross was it? Diana Ross. Diana oh, Ross. Yeah. Is that why he did it? Yeah, he wanted her nose. He wanted to look like Diana Ross more, apparently. Um, So the question that they first ask is, first and foremost, is your request doable? And then I remember her saying that the second reason was actually (laughs) it was to determine more whether or not they needed surgery or a psychotherapist. And I I say that with hand on heart. But, Mm. um, you know, a lot of the time people have surgery in order to fix their mental, emotional, maybe even spiritual dilemmas or crises that they're in. And a lot of the time they do that and it's a bit like a tattoo. They get one and then they want another one or they find that they want to fix nearly everything that's on them. So I thought it was quite an interesting point that she brought up because um, for a lot, I know, for instance, one lady, a friend of my mother's years ago, spent $50,000 having a facelift. Now, I don't know if that's the price of what they are or, or what that's about, but apparently that's what she spent. And I don't know if that included her travel to go to wherever it was she had to do it. But the terrible thing is I didn't notice a difference. So she spent 50 grand and I didn't really notice. I, I, I think oh, a few of the tragic. lines looked, well, a few of the lines looked a bit less, I guess, but I reckon a holiday would have done that for me. So. Sometimes I just, I, I don't know, I, I really don't understand it. Then you've got to understand from a point of view of, of genes. So some people that are born with a nose, perhaps that's like a hook nose or a, a very large nose. And and I really do understand that rhinoplasty is is, is an answer for them to change their nose or, or to create them. And if they feel better for it and they love the fact that they've spent the money to do that, then... I actually don't see a problem in doing that. Do you? You know, I think. Uh, no, I, like I'm. <laughs> so you go, Karen. <laughs> no, 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 no. You go, Cindy. No, I've spoken enough on this one. <laughs> oh no, no. Like I, I just remember a, a beautiful young girl in my um, school, and this is high school. She was stunning. She had lovely long blonde hair. She had the most sweetest face, the most cutest figure. But she had a hook nose on her like there was no tomorrow. and <laughs> Just the uh, way I'm, you say that, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, where it was, it was unbelievable. The, she was absolutely gorgeous in every way. And even, I did, after a while you didn't notice her nose, but when you first saw her, yeah. that's what you'd notice. And I know that she, after she finished high school, she had her nose done. And I, I, I understand that. I actually understand her having her nose done. So there are there are times when you look at it like that, Kim, and and you do see a reason behind that. Yeah, totally. But some of the images that I'm looking at right now, like lips, what is this with these luba lips that people keep doing? I don't know. I don't know. But but I tell you what's gorgeous is I went into a, a Lorna Jane shop. Oh, I would have been a couple of years ago. I was with my daughter. I think I might have even mentioned this on the podcast at some point. I don't know. But we went in and this woman, <clears throat> similar age to myself, 
was standing there and she was in her beautiful Lorna Jane gear and she looked so gorgeous. And I just looked and I couldn't help but look at her chest and I thought, wow, I'd love it. If, I wonder if that bra would do the same for me. So I said to her, what bra have you got on? She took me into the change and she goes, honey, the bra helps, but seriously, 10 grand is all it cost and I am so proud of it. And <laughs> apparently her husband had, had left her a few years before that for someone else and as a part of getting over it and getting on with her life, not to get back at him, she decided for herself this was something that she had always felt a little bit inadequate about and so she decided to go and have a breast augmentation. And I have to be honest with you, they looked amazing. So I was then starting this whole conversation with her to the point where she's now in the dressing room with Taylor and I and she's let us hold them, feel them, so um, just to see how natural they were. And, and then I started cracking up at myself going, Look at us! We're in the change room with a complete stranger, and we're, for want of a better word, groping her. So, um, <laughs> but I was so flabbergasted at how awesome they were and how amazing they felt that she even gave me the name of the surgeon. And then I said to her, "You ought to be getting a commission on this because I bet you tell we're not the only ones you've told." And she said, "No." She said, "What was the greatest joy for her though? Is a couple of I don't know, however many months or years later it was, she was standing there, and her husband came up to her and just said how amazing she was looking." And she just turned around and she went, mistake, big mistake. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Go the pretty woman line. I just love the way she did the pretty woman thing. And <laughs> I don't know, there was just a part of me that kind of went, you know what, go girl. You know, you kind of, you did it all for you and it was all about you. Maybe there was a little bit of getting back at the ex, but I don't know. I, it just made me not judge why women do that, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and, a part, and she was so happy and so proud of them and so proud to tell everybody that, if the who asked, that they weren't real. So I, I don't a, know. I think I have a girlfriend of mine who um, same age as me and she always felt like her boobs were just, she used to call them empty socks. <laughs> <laughs> and she hadn't had kids. And she always used to say, oh, no, I've just got empty socks. It's really embarrassing when I get in my cozies and stuff. And one afternoon, she walked in on me and, you know, people never, ever do this, but she walked in on me when I was in the bathroom. She didn't realize that I was in there. And of course I was butt naked and see, that never happens in my world where somebody would walk in on me and I'm butt naked. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah, so yeah, just listeners need to know that yeah, I don't no. know if we've ever seen Kaz naked. Have no, we? no. And the day's never coming. Let us just say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's never she, happening. Our, our princess always gets a separate room. Um, whereas Cindy and I'll be standing there stark naked talking, we're having a conversation while we're doing our business. Do getting you? Oh, so normal. It's so not. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you do stand there butt naked talking and doing stuff? Mm-hmm. Putting your makeup on. With no clothes on. Drying our hair. Yeah. <laughs> so uncivilised. Going to the loo. You do not. You do not. Go, oh, you don't. I knew I had to drop that one in. You don't. You don't. Really, do you? It's a normal part of life, darling. Oh, no, I just don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> we need to do a road trip in a camper van with you. I'd really oh, like to see that. I'd rather die. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'd run behind it. <laughs> <laughs> do, do carry on about yeah. coming in stark naked. Yeah, carry well, on. Well, see, I, I too have been blessed with great bazonkas. And she came in and she said, oh, my God. She said, look at your bazookas. And I went, yeah, get out because that's just so embarrassment. And then 
after <laughs> it was probably about five, maybe seven years later, she went and got a boob job, but she didn't tell anybody. And she never got them out. She never flaunted them. She just went to a nice little C cup. And I remember she came over and um, she got in our swimming pool. She put her cozies on and I went, oh, my God. And she'd had them for three years before I even knew. And she, um, I said to her, right, we have to do a comparison. So this was the first time that I actually got my boobs out voluntarily. And we did a comparison. And, oh, my goodness, her bazookas looked fabulous. Yeah. And she said she, it didn't change who she was, but she thought that it would. She thought that it would make her more confident, more outgoing and love herself more. But she said it didn't actually do that. But she said it did make her feel more comfortable in the context of um, she wasn't more confident, but she was less insecure, if that makes sense. So when she went to the beach, she wasn't worrying about her body um, and her boobs like she was before. But she didn't have this whole renewed sense of confidence that she could go and jump out of a plane or something. She said she just it just made her not worry about what she looked like. And I mm. thought that was a really, you know, a really interesting way of of putting it. And I did a I did an interview with the guy that you know, um, Cindy, here on the Sunshine Coast, Dr. Mark McGovern. Oh, mm. did you? I oh did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. He's beautiful. Yeah. He yeah. is beautiful. What an amazing man. And I did a show with him on Karen's Couch about boob jobs. And um, I really wanted to talk to him about what his view was, like why he thought women got breast augmentations done. And he had such a beautiful, uh, not scientific, but a beautiful, empathetic way of explaining that women do it because it's important for women to feel like a woman. And when they've had children and their, their bodies have changed or their boobs have changed, they kind of lose that sense of sensuality and that sense of self because a lot of our identity is in our ability to be appealing. And the way that he explained that I thought was very um, very respectful and very gracious, I thought, mm. to, to women and the decisions that we make. But he was very adamant that if somebody's just coming in because they want to you know, go on a, 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 a Barbie doll trip, then, no, there's no way that they get, um, you know, they get the service. Okay, so so I, I just want to, sorry, sorry, Cindy. No, go, Kim. I'm just sort of interested that, that the rise of, of males having plastic surgery and <laughs> do you want to know what, like, some of the top um, plastic surgery procedures that are occurring for men is liposuction. Oh. Um, rhinoplasty, um, breast tissue um, removal, mm. air shaping enhancements, and here's a good one, moustache surgery. So let's just oh. have a little look at that one, shall we? So <laughs> apparently... <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> so apparently um, a lot of men are out there squeezing, grunting and pushing with all their might, but they cannot manage a Tom Selleck kind of hair facial thing. So they're actually doing surgery now that takes hair from other parts of the body and puts it across their moustache because some men apparently fail to to grow hair that well in that area. Did you know that? Well, you know, I'd like to know where they're taking the hair from. Just saying. 
So, um, so if it's curly, you're going to be really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just offensive. Oh, so your mouth turns into a bum. Oh no. So yes, it says that that. Are you ready for this? Oh, so a process called it. follicular unit extraction, which is a fancy way of saying we pull your goddamned hair out. Dense groups of hair are harvested from other areas of the body and surgically crammed into the upper lip. Ooh. It is essentially the same as scalp implants, only confined entirely to the space between your mouth and nose. Wow. It doesn't say where it comes from, but I'm just imagining it might come from places we may not need to talk about. <laughs> well, it might come from the back of the head. I thought you were going to say the back of their butt. No, 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 because it's too curly down there. But then if they've got curly hair, then they're going to have a problem. So I don't know. That is just that is just so, uh, like, okay. You know what? I, I think um, there is plastic surgery that, as Mark McGovern, beautiful Dr. Mark McGovern, who is um, a leading plastic surgeon here on the Sunshine Coast, who worked on my daughter. So my daughter's had plastic surgery. Mm, so her boobs, her butt, she's had tri- oh my god, she's got the best triceps! Amazing. <laughs> and talk about lips. Ow. <laughs> um, her plastic surgery was a result of a surf fin between her eyes a huge surf fin between her eyes. So she went to, like, she had a surf fin go um, hit her in the head as she was surfing, as she's my surfing girl, and um, went to emergency and they sewed her up and the sewing up was just disastrous. The scar um, extended out. Um, It was like this thing on her face that she didn't really like. And so we decided to go to Mark McGovern and see if he could improve it. And he just looked at me and said, most definitely, I can make that look as though it's not even there. So, you know, we chose to um, go to Mark and and have this done. And I must admit, it is abs- you don't even know oh. it's there anymore. You, He did such a brilliant job of what Emergency had not done a very good job of. And I don't know why Emergency didn't see a young girl, even an old girl, Jeez, you know, and go, hey, you know what? This needs plastic surgery. We should get the be- we should get somebody in. They didn't even give her the choice, you know, of what we could do. And I understand plastic surgery is more expensive, um, but people spend that money whether they have it or not. They'll spend it, especially if it's going to um, make a difference, especially with an injury. And I don't. I feel that plastic surgery for these reasons or for um, breast augmentation because it makes them feel like a woman um, or all of these things, I, I don't see that as a huge problem. What I see as a huge problem is when they become addicted to their, their plastic surgery and when they go past the point of no return. I, I don't get that, like the breasts that are so big they can't haul them in a bra or can't, like I'm seeing some images here where women have got their breasts so big that you could not put a dress on with it. Do you know what I mean? Why do mm. the people, I, I guess I'm asking the question, why do they go to these extremes? What is the point of these extremes? Like, you know, to get your, your breasts done or get a moustache on or, you know. To be noticed. Um, pa- must, to be noticed. It must be to be noticed. I mean, I, I, I'm very proud of mine. Very worn, very rather 
depleted looking chest because it's mine and and I thankfully have not been cursed so far or I shouldn't say cursed but been faced with the dread of, of some sort of disease with my chest. So even though mine are depleted and probably very much like your friend's socks, empty socks, <laughs> I kind of feel that at least they're mine and, and from a real serious point of view I really value the fact that they're mine and that I haven't had to have any surgery and I really feel for women out there that have had to have something and, and I think that's where, Cindy, you're alluding to that the, the benefits of plastic surgery for women that have had to endure something like that is phenomenal mm. and I think that the stuff that these doctors can do is is actually breathtaking and and the likes of Mark and those that do it for those reasons and are there to help women and other people I think is is um, is highly plausible. What I want to ask you both is so what's your thoughts then around things like um, Botox, getting that injected every three months or collagen injections? What's your thoughts around that? Cindy, you go first. Well, um, I, I, like I know, I know that um, the collagen and the Botox um, work beautifully because I've seen what it can do. I, I have um, a very good friend who does it and her skin is stunning. She's only probably, I guess, not quite in her 50s, but it does. It makes a real difference. Uh, but what's interesting is that I get every morning I get um, something about the medical world and the health world, and um, this is this came in this morning, and it's FDA warns. So this is in the US, but FDA warns of counterfeit Botox in the United States. A counterfeit version of um, the Botox allergen has been found in the United States, and it and have reached physicians' offices and medical clinics nationwide. So this isn't just some backyard job. This is they've got a, a counterfeit Botox. Now, I just want to know how you make a counterfeit Botox. <laughs> I don't how know. Do how do you do that? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, so it, it's just warning people of it and, and the, the possible problems that could happen um, if you do it. But think about Botox. Botox is a botulism which causes um you paralysis. Know, paralysis. That's what it's all about. So, and we're injecting it into our skin. So, you know, I'm I'm very much a naturalist and a purist, and I've got lines, and I'm in my fifties now. I'm fifty five, and even though I look at myself sometimes, and I go, "Oh, it'd be nice." I, you do the pull up. You know, you get to your face, and you just get to the ears, and you just do a, a slight pull up, <laughs> and you go, "Oh my gosh, that looks quite good." <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I'm I've I've earned these lines. I've I've earned um, my droopy boobs. I've I've breastfed three beautiful children. Um, That's I work at night drinking. Have we yes, 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 Carol. Yes. Um, and I've and I work hard at looking after myself. I put all the hard yards in. I eat the right food. I sleep the best I can. You know, so I've done all the work to get to that point. But there is a lot of people that didn't know that they could do the right thing by themselves and still um, have a body that looks good at fifty-five. Or um, and then you, you've got to look at them and you, and and they're looking at themselves through the ravages of time and and wanting to have that and it is their choice. But I just want to know that that they know that they're doing it with the full understanding of the consequences of it. And mm. that's with the Botox and the. 
um, you know, where they take the fat from, oh, you know, where they take the fat from your bum and put it somewhere else, you know. I know that that these are all, this is all happening. But I just think if you go into it with a full understanding and full knowledge of what you're doing and you have researched it and you've researched your surgeon or researched the person that's putting the Botox in or whatever they're doing to you and that you know exactly the consequences of your action and that if they botch it up, then you knew that that was a possibility that this may happen, then um, I, I guess it's it's your choice. It's your you're wanting to do that but for me I just find this um I find this hard because unless it's for because you've had a disease or an accident or something like that I just I don't know I just feel that we've become such a society where um image is everything and who we are as human beings are nothing and we look for outside stimulation of who we are as human beings and rather than looking at our internals um to help us through this so one of the things that i tried to teach my children was that it's more important what comes from the inside than what's there on the outside and it's more important that we understand that our health and um, our ability to do things should be coming from the inside, not from a little white pill or a bit of Botox or or um, some plastic surgery to enhance your lips because you think your lips are too little. I, I just think this is the whole tragedy of this plastic surgery is that we believe that we are not who we are inside but more what we are on the outside. Does that? Mm. Totally, Does, totally. And I just think it's a it's a it's a real mark on society on what we've done and what we value. You know, there was um, there was some there was an article many many moons ago that I remember reading, and I I've got no idea where it is or who wrote it, but it was all about um, good looking people get the jobs first. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was something that I I looked at and I thought, is that true? You know, is that something that's a, that's a fact? Is that a reality? And I think that there's a there's a part of society that that does value the way that people look, and so in order to measure up to that and be loved and accepted, because ultimately that's what we're all wanting. Um, you know, I, I, it's it's quite it's quite sad. I'm gonna I'm gonna confess to all that are listening that um, it was I, you that had the bum job. It was it was my bum. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. We'll come no. and rub it. We'll look after you. Really? We'll get I... you naked and we'll look after oh, you, baby. Don't no, you worry. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't need a bigger bum. So you'll always know that that's never going to be me. <laughs> Honey, you're going to have to stay so healthy. There's no way you're going to cope in a nursing home with everyone wiping your bottom, are you? Oh, good heavens. Is that what happens? <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. How She'll put herself out to pasture before that happens. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> but I did get Botox and I got Botox a couple of times, um, I think three times or four times um, when I was on the Gold Coast. Um, I got it done down there. And I, it worked. There was no, you know, there were no hiccups. There were no problems. But apparently you can, the face can droop. Um, from it because it paralyzes the muscles to such an extent if the person who's doing the injecting isn't doing a really good job. 
So um, that was always quite terrifying. But with that okay, danger. It has two things, two things. Can't believe it. Yeah. And secondly, mm-hmm. the connection and the relevance to the Gold Coast is quite apt. Mm, I know. And is it, <laughs> but, but, you know, isn't it? Because the Gold Coast is the glitter strip here and it's all about how everybody looks. And everybody that I know, you know, that not everybody that I know, I shouldn't say that because that's actually not true, but there are a lot of people that I know down on the Gold Coast who are working in high-flying high roles on the Goldie that, um, yeah, boobs, lips, eyes, cheeks, uh, they've had ribs removed, they've had liposuction because they want to have a smaller waist. So they get the bottom rib taken out and then they have liposuction done on the stomach and the back and it brings it all in really tight like the whole, um, you know, like how little Dolly Parton is. They get that look. Oh, is that what I've got to do? Well, I've got to get the rib out Yay. and have liposuction because I have no waist. I'm straight up and down. That's how you do it. That's oh. how you do it, sweet. That's how you do it. Oh, okay. Or I lose, I lose the, the belly fat. <laughs> honey even without the belly fat you and i don't have a waist yeah we've got that figure don't we yeah bless your little hearts so did it hurt Mm. what like oh my god you've got no idea the pain oh it does oh oh Oh. insane pain insane pain you try getting injections into that very thin skin around your eyes and oh my god it's painful so i used to um, at the first time, I didn't ex- I didn't know what to expect. Nearly died on the chair, let me say. Nearly died. And then the second time I went, I took, um, <laughs> you know, ice packs that you put in your esky. Yeah. I took those and sat with those on my face. But then, of course, I was worried about what that would do to my skin because I've got very good skin. I didn't want to actually, you know, <laughs> cause broken capillaries on my skin. So I didn't do that again. Okay. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Beauty is pain. Beauty is pain. We've always said this, Kimmy, haven't we? Beauty is pain. Oh, Karen. Oh, little princess. Keep going. This is brilliant. <laughs> so so does it straighten out the lines? Like um yes. like my girlfriend that I was telling you about, she lives Did on the Gold Coast. You? Did we know you? No, God, no. This is like, oh wow, this is ten years ago. Oh, I just wanted to know if I'd noticed. <laughs> I mean, for all that pain, you'd want someone to notice, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yes, true, true. Yeah. Carry on. What well, else did you do? Well, then I got, and then I think it was, I think I got it done four times because I remember them very clearly. And then the next time I went and they had this numbing cream, which they failed to tell me about on the first two occasions. <laughs> so I put the, put the numbing cream on and I looked like I was like a, a an Indian going to war because I'd packed it on <laughs> that thick <laughs> and I had to arrive an hour early. And sit with it for an hour in the waiting room as people were coming in and going out. And I'm sitting there with this coat on thick, like, oh my God, it was so thick. And then when I went in and the and the the, the person saw me that was doing the injection, she looked at it and she said, For goodness sake. She said, Do you th- why have you got this on so thick? And I said, Because I don't like pain. And she said, Well, did you know that it works better when it's on thin? Oh, I just could have thrown myself off the chair then. So, of course, she does the injection. 
and it freaking hurt because I'd had it on so thick it wasn't working. You were supposed to put just a very thin veil on rather than this great thick war paint. So, of course, the third, the third time, unbelievable pain, agony because I got my frown line done as well. Stop it because that went down my nose. Oh, and you can feel it. Oh, it's dreadful. Can you can you raise your eyebrows? Like, you know, you always say that when people have had Botox, they can't raise their eyebrows. Is that true? Well, okay, are you ready? So if you get your forehead done, because people don't like the wrinkles on their forehead from their expression lines, and that I, I, that I just think is dreadful, but they get, if you get your forehead done, that's when you can't raise your eyebrows. But, um, and your forehead gets that real shiny look to it. But if you get your frown line done, all it means is that you don't frown and um, you can't actually tell somebody that you're angry and look like you mean it. So, of course, I I only ever got that done once because I thought, well, no, 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 Matthew must know when I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Karen. But I have to, I have to say, I have to say there was an out, there was a, there was a, I was going to say altruistic, but that's not the right word. I felt that the stress that I had been under from the bombing mm. and from what I'd gone through with Greg, I felt that that had prematurely aged me. And when I looked at the wrinkles that were that were funneling down my face when I smiled, it made me not like what I looked at. And that's what took me to get Botox because I thought yeah. it's the stress of what I've been through because my hair is also pure white. If I don't have my hair coloured, on one side my hair is pure white and on the other side it's a mousy grey. It's not nice. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. see, we all colour our hair, don't we? We yeah. all. Yeah. So that's all part of it, isn't it? Yeah. So it was that combination of, do, of getting the hair right and then getting the face right. But, you know, now I'm not so bad with it, you know. I'm, not yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah, whatevs. But you know what, I think when you have been in a stressful situation, because I remember after my my mum and sister passed in that very short period of time, I looked at myself and I looked like I'd aged a decade. Mm. But yeah, I you now, did. I did, but I feel like now. Oh, <laughs> Don't you love her? <laughs> but I look now and I, I feel like I'm, I don't have that same, a look that you have when you're stressed because yeah, really? it is, it's 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 huge well I think I've improved <laughs> well you yeah. know what I'm happy with what I see you know I, I, I love don't it. I don't see that stressed look and that I just I I really I, I aged I but I look now and I go you know what I am who I am and you know if there's a misty look on the on the mirror it's a wonderful look <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it when the mirror is foggy. Oh, it's such it's so good. It's kind of like that soft lens when they put Vaseline on the lens on the movies. You know, when you're watching the bold and the beautiful. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got your inspiration for your Botox, wasn't well, it? Well, as a matter of fact, yes, it was through Taylor mm, mm, and Brooke. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh God, here we go. And Ridge oh. and Ridge. Oh, and Edge. I mean, who names their child Edge? For goodness' sake, anybody out there who've got a child named Edge? I'm sorry if I've just offended you. <laughs> Let's move on. Yes, let's move on. But you know what? As you were talking about it and the hairs and hair colour and things like that, we all do do things to enhance what we look like and whether it's plastic surgery or whether it's makeup or whether it's the colour of our hair or the tattoo that we put on, these are all things that we we are doing because we are looking 
um, at the external rather than the internal. And we all do it. I do it. You know, here I was talking about, um, you know, we must look from the inside. But, uh, you know, I, when my hair gets a little bit grey, I, I look at my hairdresser and I go, could you just kind of wipe it out? Just wipe <laughs> my grey hair out? Because yeah, no, I'm one's studying. Okay, love. That one's okay. <laughs> it is? That's okay? <laughs> And makeup, we all put makeup on. You know, we all make sure our hair looks good. We we put nice dresses on. This is all part of, I guess, um, a respect in in a way. So maybe doing these other things is a respect for who we are as human beings. It's just when we go beyond the point of no return that I think the respect for our body has changed. It, this is a hard one. This to me, I'm the more we go through this, the more I'm going. Well, is it a respect? Um, but then when we go too far, is that not respect? When does that point go away? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, when does it go from um, self-care to self-indulgence? Harm. And harm. Yeah. Self-harm because, you know, it is self-harm. Who, who says it's self-harm? I mean, that person that's had the 20 operations to look like Barbie, I mean. And they don't think it's self-harm. They think no. it's magic. That's so true, Kimmy. They think it's magic. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So so here's an article I was sent just recently, which I think you'll both really appreciate, which was back to the men because I just I, I just kind of figure that, you know, we think they get off lightly, but they're just as into this. As, the headline which got my attention was, Six plastic surgeries for men that prove humanity is doomed. So the first one was that moustache one, by the way. The second one, do you want to hear the others? I, I yeah, think, yeah, I'm interested. The second one was chest hair implant surgery. Oh, wow. Um, and the way he's written this is so divine. There is hope for those hairless men who have been cursed with the pink bird chest of Edward Norton rather than the... the uh, oh, I can't even read that word, um, pictorial name of Alec Baldwin, they go on. Anyway, the next one, So, and there's pictures. I'll, I'll have to put this link up as well. It's quite brilliant. The next one that you'll be absolutely fascinated by is, and I had never even known this was a surgery, by the way, but voice deepening surgery. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So for some men that they have this high-pitched, high-squealed voice that they can actually get the surgery which is just, it's called fat injection thyroplasty. And it's meant for men with either weak, high-pitched voices that annoy the shit out of everyone is what he's got written here. <laughs> oh, my God, how hilarious. Anyway, um, if they want the withered, raspy voices that fill the fill everyone in earshot with regret, um, this is what they need. Um, and apparently that is is quite popular over in the States. Are you ready for the next one? Um, scrotum oh. reduction. Oh, mm. so <laughs> so apparently. Um, oh goodness! Uh, yeah, he. You have to read this article. It's hilarious. Um, but he talks about the fact that um, the deflated bat wings sagging below your baby injector are sure to oh, be an instant wow. turn off with your confidence when you suddenly stand up and it's hanging awkwardly so anyway that's that's the next surgery which <laughs> I think is quite hilarious and, and are, you, are you ready for the next one? Oh no hmm. so so the next one's quite an interesting one and you've probably even seen or heard this one but it's called abdominal etching so they right. actually get like the abs the surgery is is like creating a suction <sighs> six pack um, but they're actually um, just 
having pinchable body fat, like it's squeezed and and sculpted into such a way that it looks like it's a six pack. So so there you go. There's that one. And you're ready for the final one. <laughs> I just love this article. Um, <laughs> pec and calf implants, which we have yeah. heard of. Yeah. But it's probably up there, I'd say, with the butt implant. And it probably could go. I mean, imagine imagine having a calf implant that slipped. You'd have cankles. Oh, that wouldn't be pleasant. I just, is it really? I mean, no wonder he says that proves that humanity is doomed. Like you say, like this is the side that you're talking, Cindy, where maybe we're just going a little bit too far, where we're not happy with ourselves. I'll tell you another common one, though, is eyelid lifts, um, which is quite a common one. And I had a girlfriend in her 40s at the time have it, and I remember saying to her, why would you do that? Now, I'm approaching my 50s, and I'm thinking, oh, actually, I can see why people will have it, (laughs) but would I do it? Um, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not in that position yet, obviously, where it's that much of a desire to have it. But when I speak to men and women that have had plastic surgery of some sort, you know, when I feel really, um, and this is my own maybe judgment coming into it, where I feel really comfortable with it is when they're so happy and they look, you know, as fantastic as they'd want to feel. I think I think the fine line we're, 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 we're treading on here, guys, is that sense of self and love. And I really believe the point you brought up before, Cindy, about, you know, with us colouring our hair or putting on makeup or getting dressed nicely, you know, if I feel good, I look good. If I look good, I feel good. For some of us, it's the look good that makes us feel good. For some of us, it's the feel good that makes us look good. So yes. I think it's kind of like that thing of what's your choice and and owning it. So once you've done what you choose to do or however it is that you dress it up from that small doing a mask on a weekend right through to to colouring your hair, right through to a breast implant, right through to having a nose job, I, I kind of think in that spectrum it's it's really personal. I, I tell you one thing that disturbed me intensely, and, and again this might be a judgment, but I'd love both your opinion on this, is when I noticed a report came out a couple of years ago on mothers buying their daughter's graduation presents of breast implants, that kind of disturbed me um, that it was kind of a fad that all these mums were getting their daughters, their 17, 18-year-old daughter's breast implants. Now, I don't know about you, but the amount of 17-year-old breasts that I've seen are breasts that most of us would dream of having. So um, even if they're small uh, and I get some of them that are extra large, that, that reductions are important, and I get that for those that are really, really small, maybe an enhancement might be nice. But I would suggest for most women that maybe if you do that after you've had babies maybe or or really questioning what we've always said on many of our podcasts is it's really do your research, check out the, the, the surgeon. I mean, there's holidays you can get to Thailand to have these that include the surgery, Um, Some people would question whether they want to do that or not. I don't know. But the reality is I come back to what my beautiful doctor friend in Auckland said, and there's two reasons for getting surgery. One is, is it feasible and possible? And two, is it psychotherapy or plastic surgery that you're really after? All right. Well, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works on that one. I I just, I have one more that I think we should discuss. And um, I swim with a... um, a bunch of medical doctors and one of them is she's finished her intern year but she wants to do her master's and she's been given a a research project to do and it's on labium surgery. 
and the amount of cosmetic surgery that is now happening with young women on changing the size of their labiums. It's quiet there, girls. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very serious. Kim, this... Well, this is, well, let me say this. This is a huge thing at the moment as young girls um, getting labium surgery Why? because, because Why? Of, it's, well, a male, it's a male thing. Yes, that. go, Kim. Hang on, yeah. why? Hang on, I don't understand why. What's the, what's the reason? Here's the why. Here's the why. <laughs> the why is because there is so much out there now on being hairless and... Um, you know, like it's 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 very common for young men and women um, to want to have full Brazilians and to have no hair. No hair is not the trend at the moment, um, which is why it's interesting that surgery it's, to get chest chest hair and moustache hair. Yeah. But there's a real thing around not having hair. Now, when we don't have hair, it also means that we now see things a lot more exposed, and the access to um, light porn or even um, beautiful women and men being shown on on the internet in ways that is accessible is that everything's neat and tidy and tucked. So there is a real want for people to to have that similar look. It's just like us looking at magazine pictures and wishing we looked like that, even though they've been photoshopped to obliterate, but it's kind of scary. But there is some women out there, and I, again, I spoke to my beautiful Dr. Michelle about this, and, and there are some women who do genetically have labias that are protruding to the point where they cause friction and and problems with chafing and all sorts of things. So, so again, Cindy, maybe there is the fine line here of the, the, the beauty and the so-called the, the desire to look tucked and preened and and clean and hairless and whatever that whole look is, as well as there is the people that surgically, probably medically do need support to have those trimmed. And I don't know why genetics would be making them longer, though. I'm not making sure them, on that one. Making them longer? Yeah. You know, stick out more and... Quite big. I, I had a girlfriend who... Um, no way. This, this is 30 years ago. She had a... Um, she gave birth to her first child and she was laying on her back and instead of tearing towards the anus, she tore towards the clitoris. And her husband, I'll never forget her husband saying, I just saw my future and flesh fly. She, he <laughs> said that there was flesh flying everywhere. And oh, after her third child, she had her labiums fixed because when, he, when the surgeon sewed her up again, he, he, there was one labium missing and one there, and she had a lot of pain with sex and, you know, so I I know that there are needs and reasons for labium surgery. Mm. But when young girls are getting it done because their boys are saying, you know, that needs to be neater, we don't like it that big, we want it smaller, we want it neater and, and tidier, I, look, that's when I'm, I think these girls are, um, and it may be because they want it done too, but the reality is, is there's a labium there for a reason. It's not, um, it shouldn't be tucked away. <laughs> anyway, that's, for, I just thought I'd bring or, that one up too. Or made bigger. I don't understand why you get an implant there. I don't know if they do implants. I have no idea. Well, that's oh, up right. Sweetheart, yeah. why do people pierce the end of their 
their phalanges. I mean, seriously, like the, you know, the they're Prince what? Alberts and all. That. Well, there's all these. Oh, different, we're going into a whole another topic here. But how do people pierce things and put things in places that? I mean, is that called? Is that enhancement? Apparently, it is. Well, that's 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 insanity, really. I think. Well, we don't know, Kaz. We haven't oh, been there, true so that, maybe true that. Just, maybe ooh, we can't okay, judge. Let us, let us let us change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there's tattooing. We didn't even talk about tattooing. You know, there's ah. you know because my um, sister-in-law has had her nipple tattooed on her breast because she had plastic surgery and and breast cancer and and you know she had to have that done. So you know, there's. There's just there's, well, that there's makes re- sense. I can understand having yeah. that done. A girlfriend of mine had breast cancer, and she got her nipples tattooed as well. Um, yeah, I think that 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 makes a lot of sense. But you know, those people who just get tattoos of like you know New Zealand ferns, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, really, let's talk about those people. <laughs> and, and, and when those people have those, it was a at a fortieth. And it was something that someone had decided to do, and no one sees it. Actually, have you seen it, Kaz? I mean, yes, seriously, love, you have shown oh. me your bum. Just <laughs> saying, on a number of occasions. In fact, you can't show me enough, and I've wanted to question you on that. <laughs> that is to remind me of my heritage and where I'm from. Because well, were you going to forget that? <laughs> and you and, and she looks at her butt every day. Yeah, <laughs> I always walk backwards into a room. <laughs> Safest bit. <laughs> oh wow! This this funny. has just been amazing. You know, we started with plastic surgery, but I think it's, I actually think it's really brought up some uh, uh, amazing things. And there'll be be things where you know we'll mention the um, an operation, and people won't have thought that this is what's happening out there. And when you think there's a research project happening out there about labium surgery amongst young people, then you know that it's becoming a trend. Mm. And we have to ask why is it becoming a trend? And when I was in my 30s, it was the trend to have your breasts done as far as my friends went. So they'd had their babies and they did that. And I just, um, and now it's getting our grey hair coloured. Yeah. Oh, no, honey, that one's always been around and that one's fine. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, that one's fine. <laughs> but I do think we need to be very clear for our listeners too that we're not. You know, we're laughing and having a good old joke about it, but we're not laughing and having a joke about people who have had to have surgery or alterations or modifications through accident or injury, as you said earlier. No. You know, like we're certainly not talking about that. But what we are talking about is those that are doing it because they don't like the way that they look. Um, well, not even that really, is it? I mean, if you don't like the way that you look, do you have a right to change it? Well, it's your well, body. Like, like what we said, it's, it comes back to you doing your research. If you feel good about what you've done and and even back to that, that friend of my mum's who had the facelift and, you know, she felt good for doing it and mm. and that's what matters ultimately at the end of the day. And and I will go one thing on and saying, you know, that what we are talking before about we put makeup on and we colour our hair and we and we, we might use skincare and things like that. Um, I think the the philosophy I have for me personally, and this is no right or wrong, but for me I try and go as natural as possible with it. So, uh, you know, as chemical-free as possible. And um, when it comes to hair colouring, my 
my beautiful hairdresser knows that I don't like chemicals touching my scalp and um, and she's very good at making sure that the colours she uses with me are as uh, chemical-free. In other words, the, the best ones we can get at the moment are ammonia-free. Um, I, I do really, I love doing uh, my mother-in-law's hair and I've, I've hennaed her hair at times and there's just a lovely ritual of even putting the henna on someone that you care about and um, there's some beautiful ways that you can create rituals around self-care and self-love by doing these things as opposed to doing it because you want to impress someone else or that someone's told you that you don't look good or or like, you know, Cindy, as we said before, you, you know, you, when we go through stressful times or you, Karen, when, you know, you, we go through these things and we do age, there is absolutely no doubt that, that stress can make us age. But let me say this that it's through taking care of ourselves that we actually can reverse the signs of aging just as much as we can age prematurely. So so let's, you know, that's. I'll give you one example. I went, I was seeing a, a plastic surgeon in Auckland at the time. <laughs> Do you want to hear my, here's, here's my, <laughs> no, it was really, I had a, a vein in the back of my knee that that was really, um, it was it was giving me jip, so I went in and I while I was waiting in the surgery to have this this surgeon look at the vein, um, this lady was sitting there and she was not thirty. And the reason I know she wasn't thirty is because I asked her. I said, "Oh, what are you in for?" It was kind of like this kind of like little waiting room talk we were having, and she said, "Oh, I've come for my my quarterly Botox. I think it was quarterly. She was having it every three months." And I looked at her and I went, "Oh, wow." It obviously works. How old are you? Because I thought she must have been in her 40s to be in there having Botox. And she was 27. And I remember looking at her and I said, mm. you're 27 and having Botox? And she goes, oh, yeah, look, I just love it. It's, it's, my, it's my self-care was her words. It's my little self-care. And I went, do you, do you mind me asking how much it costs you? Now, I don't know if this is right, but she at the time said it was $700 to have this treatment. Now, at the same time, I was I was very closely working in travel and, and alongside a friend, well, my sister actually, who worked in travel and another friend who worked in travel, that for $5.99, you could have six nights in Fiji, plus your flights were included. And I kind of looked at her and I thought, surely seven days in a tropical island would give you the same feeling that at 27 years of age that Botox would. But she, for some reason, now I don't know if it was a trend or a fad or whatever, but at 27 years of age, and that kind of freaked me out a little bit. So I don't know, guys, whether whether this is answering people's questions around it or not, but if nothing else, along with a little bit of humour, I think if we're going to do things, for me personally, it's about doing it as naturally as possible. Um, I know that by doing my masks on a weekend makes my skin feel a little bit better and I feel better for taking the time to do it. I know sometimes when I've got my little butter, it's called butter, um, nail polish just when I paint even a clear nail polish on my nails I feel a little bit better by just just by doing that or when I've had a pedicure or a manicure and I've just had someone take the you know scrub the skin and and just I don't know it makes me feel good about myself so I think sometimes those little rituals and I like to think of them as self-care rituals are what works for me so maybe the point of this whole podcast is just to maybe question what it is that you're doing and how you're doing it hmm Where's Kaz gone? Have we lost her? I don't know. 
But I'm loving the fact that you and I are still here. Shall we carry on? <laughs> no, I'm definitely here. I'm definitely here. <laughs> we just, she's just, you've stunned her again. It's not often we stump that girl. But I, I think my little labium stumped her. I did a little bit. I thought you were going to say your labium was doing something. I was about to say, hang on a minute, hang on. No, it took me a while to go, I had to think to myself, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you have two. Okay. Must we speak of it? Okay, we won't. We won't speak. Oh, good grieflyness. Heaven's alive. Okay, so hopefully all of you guys have loved the show as much as we've loved doing the show today. I think it's been a spot of fun, actually. And I'm yeah. I'm sitting here just scrolling through picture after picture of plastic Me surgery too. on the internet. Are you? <laughs> Me too. I'm like, I wow, just went. I've that. got like it's hilarious the the pictures that I've seen. I it's not, actually it's not funny. It's actually disturbing. And if if our listeners are, have the internet with them right now, and you're not in your car, um, and you get home, just go to images of um, plastic surgery. Um, and usually I think you have to go to the botched one. Is that the one you were looking at? And it's 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 quite disturbing in one way and in, in another way you just, you just, yeah, your mind's blown. But I also looked up um, uh, six packs and I found these two guys with six packs and what they're, they're really big guys with big tummies and they're on um, cyclone wire fence. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And they push their big bellies through the cyclone wire fence. Looks like a six pack. Yeah, so instead of having plastic surgery, just have a cyclone wire fence. That's hysterical. Yeah. Anyway, well, a fringe is always good Botox. A fringe is always excellent Botox to cover all sins on a forehead. So there you go. There's another option, a cheaper one maybe. True yeah. that. True that. Mm. Go with that. <laughs> oh, my son. Awesome. My son did say to me one day a couple of years ago that, "Mummy, how come you haven't got dimples?" And I went, oh, darling, I had to. I, I, I think I've got dimples. He goes, no, mummy, your dimples have just stretched. Oh, <laughs> oh he didn't. You know what? And I'm grateful. You know, and I'll finish with this. My grandmother always said, you know, Kim, the worst thing about getting old? I said, what's that, grandma? She said, not getting old. Yes. So let's, let's just remember the privilege it is to get these wrinkles and crinkles and sagginess and all of that. Let's never forget the privilege of what that means. And my dad says the same in in a little different way. He says, old age is a privileged denied to many. Oh, isn't Mm. that beautiful? Mm -hmm. Oh, what a wonderful podcast. What a beautiful way to finish. Mm. Well, for everybody that's listening to the show, go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat and post your comments and your questions there. Let us know about your own experiences. Have you had Botox? Please don't leave me out here on my own. (laughs) (laughs) Or have you had... And it really was Kaz's butt, I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) That explains everything, actually. (laughs) You can also post your comments at all the W's dot the wellness couch dot com forward slash up for a chat. So make sure that you tune in again this time next week. And join us here on Up for a Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We're going to see you on the ride. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.